Um, should I or should I not date a succubus? I think that you should just for content purposes. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, <laughs> that was a headline in one of the uh, Reddit stories no. that I read. And I was like, oh, okay. This is like a trending topic. That is amazing. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I, um, obviously we're the ones who caused that to trend and clearly, also, <laughs> clearly we are the ones. I was watching an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine right before we, uh, started recording this. And it's one of the ones with like Raymond Holt and what's her name? The one he hates, uh, Madeline Wench. Okay. And he calls her a succubus. <laughs> I was like, I actually know what that is now. <laughs> I have heard that term used in different contexts contexts, and mm-hmm. never, ever would have assumed that that was what it was until I know, recently. <laughs> I would have never even given it a second. I've never given it a second thought. But for real, I think we are influencers now because we need to address something else that occurred. No, I was just going to say, should we say welcome back to Paranormal Guys? We've got oh, a, a great show yeah. ahead. Um, it is Hometown Haunts. And uh, Marie also has a bone to pick with really the world, I think, <laughs> on this one. As so, per usual. As per usual, Marie has um, wants to confront people anyone no No, i'm kidding i freaking dare you to confront me cody crane (laughs) (laughs) um no i just wanted to really quickly point out that back in january i think it was on january 6th or 9th uh, we had an episode with Deborah DiGiovanni on the podcast, and mm-hmm. we had a brilliant idea that we should resurrect a certain show from Much Music called Video on Trial, and that it should be hosted on YouTube mm-hmm. because they already have the rights to music videos. And we had this like whole business plan almost, and Deborah DiGiovanni was like on board, like she was with us. And then I found out that about three months ago, Another person who was on Much Music around the same time as Deborah had a similar idea, brought it to Bell Media and told them, you know, I think that we should bring back these shows. Video on Trial was one of them. Bell Media told that person, we have no plans on doing that. And three months later, they just say, are going to do a resurgence of these shows with basically our exact idea that we laid out on our podcast, except instead of YouTube, they're doing it on TikTok. Yeah. So I'm just saying we're influencers now. Trying to now get those and... Gen Z views, you know. <laughs> and I'm waiting for my coin, Bell Media. That's all I have to I'm say. Waiting for my royalties <laughs> to show up at my door. Thank you. Um, I mean, I I feel like as much as we did present the idea. I can guarantee you that other people are in the same shoes as us who are like, besides that other person mm-hmm. that, that have said, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing right. this? Like, what the hell? And I just find it. It's just crazy. annoying. Yeah. It's just annoying that, that within this time frame, they've now decided to go for right. it. Right. Well, that yeah. they were approached and then yeah. Were, yeah. had said, no, we're not doing it. Well, that's just. And within. 90 days they had it all rolled out and ready to go but with the exact 
thing that we said to do, just a different social media platform. Just a different platform, which so. I'm interested to see how that works out. Hmm. Hmm. Like, Very interesting. I mean, <laughs> we'll a see. three minute video on trial. <laughs> very, very fast. Are they going to, are the video on trial, like personalities also going to do dance routines? That's I what I want to know. I'm not saying that Bell Media listened to our podcast because we had two people who have been a part of Bell Media on our show as guests and then stole our idea, but I'm not not saying that. So anyway, that's fair. That's <laughs> totally fair. If anyone has any comments, questions regarding our pitch to to re re air video on trial or wants us on as personalities i'll take that i'll take that hey. if you're gonna relaunch this you know what at least for, at least have us on an episode you know yeah i'm gonna agree there yeah okay. i say five i say five why stop yeah i say episode? a series of episodes a yeah. five episodes i think we earned that by coming up with really the whole good. idea at criticizing things and people. So I really think it would they would be a miss to miss out on this opportunity for them to have Their us loss. On it. Yeah. Lesson learned. Next time we have a million dollar idea, don't talk about it on the podcast. Take it away to to a lawyer. A lawyer, yeah. <laughs> to a lawyer. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I digress. We are in our hometown haunts episode, our uh not previous episode, but the one before that, I believe, we did some paranormal encounters off Reddit, and we had um, a lot of good responses from that. A lot of people liked them, and we also had someone send in a story from Reddit that they wanted us to read. So we are going to follow up with that story as well as another story that I found um, that was pretty fucking spooky. So I did. Yeah. So I guess I will start since mm -hmm. I am the starter for uh, this this week, this series, these two sh shows. Um, so I literally I went through this story. I just have to preface this halfway down. I'm like, did this actually happen or is someone writing this as a story that they wrote? As so like I had a to like, creepypasta like you thought. Yeah, like a creepypasta story, right? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. No, this is their actual experience. At the end of it, they even spoke about like a news article like related to the not the event that they experienced, but related to why they had this kind of interaction happen to them. And uh, people were like asking them to drop the news articles, but I don't think that they saw it was only five days old. So I don't think they've uh, commented back yet. So basically, this was submitted to Reddit and this is under the subreddit ghost stories. So but it's real ghost stories. So not like ghost stories that you write and people go, oh, you're a great writer. Um, the Midnight Society. The dark. This is no. real real it. it's for it's the subreddit for real ghost stories and it was submitted by punchy punchy w sass i can only assume that it's punchy w sass and not punchy sass um because that just doesn't make sense <laughs> who knows punchy i think it's punchy with sass like i think that's what they're trying to that's that makes sense that yeah. is that would that makes total sense regardless yes. this is their story <laughs> this is their story 
punchy with sass. Here we go. So it's called uh, College Campus Ghost. Most of my experiences are from my childhood and a couple of things happened while I was in high school. I only have one major event in college and this is it. My campus is beautiful and there are always people who drive through the middle of campus just to see the trees and buildings. It's also really close to a local high school. Several high school students will drive through campus to get to school. In February of 2019, there was a terrible accident on campus. A student at the local high school was driving through campus on her way to school. Most of the streets on campus have several crosswalks as pedestrians are always everywhere. Anyone who lives in this area always knows to watch for pedestrians. The driver was headed down Garland Avenue, which is one of the busiest streets on campus. She was texting and didn't see a girl in the crosswalk. The driver hit the girl, and the girl died two days later in the hospital. Everyone on campus and in the surrounding area was extremely careful on campus after that, always paying attention to crosswalks, whether you were the driver or the pedestrian. It was really sad and depressing for a few weeks after. Fast forward a few months, and it's October. I work on campus. My office is in the same building where many of my classes are. I parked in a parking garage on Garland Avenue, which forced me to cross the same crosswalk that this girl did. I crossed it multiple times after she died, and it made me feel creeped out and sad, but nothing ever happened. The week before Halloween was really busy at my job, and I was working a lot that month. I had forgotten something on campus in my office, and I needed it to to be able to work from home. My friends had made plans that night to meet up and go mini-golfing at 10 p.m., I decided to go into the office and work for a couple of hours since I couldn't get any work done from home, and then I would go meet up with them later. The sun sets around 6.30 p.m. in the fall months, so it was already pretty dark by the time I parked at around 7 p.m. I got out of my car and walked to the crosswalk. I crossed three lanes of the road and happened to look up to the right when I got into the fourth lane of traffic. There was a dark gray Toyota Corolla slowly driving towards me. I stopped dead in my tracks, and I am not quite sure why I didn't just keep walking. Something felt off about this car. The windows were very tinted to the point that I couldn't see anyone inside the car. The car stopped about 10 feet from me, and it started to rev its engine up. That snapped me out of whatever trance I was in and made me take the final steps to the sidewalk. The car then sped off to the stoplight up the road and disappeared around the corner, the street that led to my building. I shook my head thinking it was some stupid college kid just trying to show off or be cool. I weaved through some dorms and finally got to the next crosswalk that crossed the driveway to the side door to my building. This crosswalk is just a one-way street that connects to the street that I previously crossed. I looked to my left for any oncoming traffic, and there sat the same car. I waited for the car to drive by, but it stopped and flashed its lights at me. I guess this meant he was trying to let me cross. I went ahead and started to walk across the street, but when I got to the middle of the road, the car lurched forward and stopped about 12 inches from me. With that, I scurried to the other side of the road and turned around to chew out the driver for almost hitting me. I turned around to the driver window, which was also very tinted. It slowly rolled down, only to reveal that no one was inside. I blinked and rubbed my eyes to make sure I was really seeing a driverless car. I looked in the back seat to see if there had been someone hiding back there trying to freak me out, but there was no one in the passenger seat or the back seat either. 
The driver's seat back was upright, so I knew they weren't simply laying the seat down to avoid me seeing them. I felt the hair on the back of my neck stand up and I got a chill down my spine. I quickly hurried to turn around to the door. I scrambled to get my keys out to open the exterior door and I heard a car door open and slam shut behind me. I didn't dare turn around because I didn't want to see who or what was behind me. I finally got the right key to go into the door and slung it open and got inside. There was another set of doors that I had to go through and I turned around when I got through them. Both sets of doors were glass so I could see outside. The car was gone. I tried to block it out as someone pranking me since it was close to Halloween. I turned to go down the long hallway of the building that I worked in. This hallway had motion-activated lights that really sucked. The motion sensors didn't work very well, so most of the time they wouldn't turn on when you walk past them. I had never seen them on unless the switch was flipped. They really only turned on when you did that instead of turning on when a person walked by. This hallway had faculty offices and a few computer labs in it, but it was really late. Everyone had pretty much gone home. There was no one in the offices or computer labs as I made my way through the hall. I started walking down and the lights all turned on at once, all the way down the hall. This only happened if someone flipped one of the switches. There were only two switches, one at the end by me and one at the other far end. I was looking in the direction of the second light switch and I didn't see anyone walk by to turn it on. I didn't see a hand from around the corner flip it on or anything. I knew there was no one behind me who could have switched the light on from there. I was about five feet from it, so I know I didn't hit it by mistake. I thought it was odd and I got another shiver down my spine, but I just kept walking. I finally made it to the end of the hallway and I felt someone watching me from behind. I turned around really fast to see who it was. I looked and there was no one there. I would have seen someone duck into one of the classrooms or office suites because all the doors were closed when I walked by. I would have heard a door open and shut at the very least. When I decided that I was crazy and that no one was there, every single light turned off all at once. Like someone switched the light again, I was looking at both light switches and neither one moved. With that, I quickly made my way through the open part of the building to the staircase that led to my office suite. The staircase goes to the lower level of the building, and there was a landing on the second floor which I was currently on. There are ceiling-to-floor windows that overlook the tiny parking lot behind the building. There was a girl standing there facing the windows with her back to me. She had long brown hair that fell to her lower waist. I could see she was wearing jeans and a white top with a large red pattern on it. It was very odd. The red splotches were random and looked almost like paint. I called out to her to say hello so I didn't startle her, but she didn't turn around. It didn't seem odd since most of the janitorial staff cleans late at night. They typically have earbuds in to pass the time with music or podcasts or whatever they like listening to. It was common for them to not hear people walk up, especially since it wasn't common for others to be there after hours. I shrugged it off and started walking towards the staircase. But then a thought occurred to me. I looked back at the girl who hadn't moved. She was just standing there. She didn't have a mop, broom, trash cart, or any other janitorial supplies. I stepped down onto the first step, and that's when she slowly turned to face me. I almost puked when I saw her face. She looked to be about my age, late teens or early 20s. She was gorgeous on one side of her face, but the other side was missing. By missing, I mean her skin was shredded. It was gone, and I could see her skull, jawbone, and teeth. From what I could tell, her expression was anger. She was furring her one existing brow and nearing her good eye at me. 
she started stalking across the landing towards me with her arms outstretched. I couldn't rationalize what I was seeing. I had no idea how this girl was standing, let alone moving toward me quickly. The whole left side of her body was shredded, just like her face. I could see parts of the bone in her arm and leg. Her clothes were torn on that side as well. I realized that the red paint I had seen on her shirt was indeed blood. I finally let my brain take over my body, and I darted down the steps and immediately to the door to my office suite. There are four offices down the long hallway that makes up my suite. My office was at the very end of the hallway. Like the first hallway upstairs, this one had motion-activated lights. They could also be turned on by flipping a switch on the wall. I fumbled with my keys trying to get the exterior door opened. Finally, I jammed the key in and turned it. I jerked them out and practically ran down the hallway, flipping the lights on as I went. At the end of the hall was the door to my office as well. I again fumbled my keys to get that door unlocked, but before I could, I heard a slow, methodical knock on the door behind me. All of the classroom and office doors in my building have a long, skinny window in them so you can see who is knocking on your door. I turned my head and let out a scream when I saw the same girl at the door. This time, she smiled at me, but it wasn't friendly. It looked evil, like she enjoyed my torment. I willed myself to turn back around to my office door and finally managed to get it open. I slammed it shut behind me and locked it automatically. All the doors in my building lock automatically when they latch shut unless you flick the latch in it to let it stay unlocked. This is a safety precaution to prevent school shooters or intruders from having easy access to classrooms or offices full of people. I scrambled to the far wall of my office, which I shared with three other people. It is the largest office in the suite since there are three student workers who had desks in there. There was also a gigantic printer for posters and signage and stuff. If you were at any of the computer workstations, you couldn't be seen from the door's window. I flattened myself against one of the far walls and tried to slow my heart rate and breathing while listening for any signs of the girl I had seen. It was quiet, and usually when the exterior door opened and shut, you could hear it. It was a heavy door that had one of the arms attached to the frame that would cause it to slowly shut unless there was a doorstop holding it open. It was against university policy to prop a door open for longer than absolutely necessary to eliminate opportunities for intruders or school shooters. After about 20 minutes, I picked up my phone and called my then boyfriend. Not that he could really help me much. Since we were long distance, he lived around six hours away in, dif- in a different state, so it wasn't like he could drive to campus to comfort me or protect me. He answered the phone grumpily since he had been taking a nap. I told him what had just happened, and he quickly shut down any suspicions by reminding me that it was only a few days before Halloween. He suggested that it might be a group of college kids playing a trick on me. I agreed and apologized for waking him up since he was clearly unhappy with me. He didn't believe in anything supernatural whatsoever, so I wasn't about to suggest what I knew deep in my stomach. This wasn't a prank. This was some sort of spirit trying to scare me, get my attention, torment me. What it was trying to do was unclear at that moment, but I knew it wasn't a living human. I just shook my head and tried to clear my thoughts. I pulled out my laptop and began working on the project I was trying to get finished. I worked for three solid hours and looked at my phone during a break. It was just after 10 p.m. and my phone was dying. I decided that three hours was enough time and I needed to get home before my phone was completely dead. I started packing up my things and began making my way back towards the door. I opened it and switched off the lights and let the door swing shut behind me. I walked cautiously toward the exterior suite door as that was the last place I saw the girl. 
I half expected her to jump out when I got close to the door, but nothing happened. I opened the door and turned to go up the staircase to make my way out of the building. I didn't see anything, so I took my time. Once I got to the top step, I heard soft sobbing noises coming from the corner of the landing where I first saw the girl. She was sitting on the floor this time with her legs crossed the way that small children do. Her head was bowed looking down at the floor in front of her, and she was shaking slightly from sobbing. Her back was to me again, so I couldn't see her face. My heart did go out to her because she sounded so sad and in pain, but my brain just kept thinking about the evil smile she showed me while I was terrified earlier. I turned my heel to run out of the building, but she started talking through the crying. Please stay with me. I don't have any friends. Please stay here forever with me. We can be friends. She kept repeating that she was alone and had no friends and kept asking me to stay with her. I got chills down my spine and didn't think twice about running out the door that I'd come in earlier. I was at a dead run when I came to the crosswalk. I was genuinely terrified and wanted to get as far away from the building as possible, but I wasn't stupid enough to go running across the street without looking. I glanced both ways, searching for headlights, and once I saw that it was clear, I started walking as quickly as I could across the four-lane road. Once I got to the middle of the road, I noticed headlights out of the corner of my eye. It was the same car that had spooked me on my way over to my office earlier. I bolted across the street and quickly ran on the sidewalk to the parking garage. I wasted no time hopping in the elevators and frantically pressed the button to force the doors closed when the car stopped in the street directly in front of the elevators. The driver's door opened, but I didn't see who or what got out. The elevator doors shut right before I could see anyone step out. I leaned against the back of the elevator and waited while it took me up three floors. I always parked on the top floor of the parking garage, especially if I knew I'd be there after dark. It's very well lit and typically had plenty of spaces available. I stepped off the elevator and looked over the rail into the street below to see if I could spot the car, but it was nowhere in sight. I let out a breath and quietly walked to my car about 20 feet from the elevator. I placed my backpack in the back seat and hopped in the front seat. I started my car and sped off down the ramp to the lower levels towards the exit. I was currently on the fifth floor and the exit was on the second floor. When I reached the bottom of the first ramp on the fourth floor, the same car was waiting for me. I floored it going around to the right since this was one-way traffic and the car was sitting on my left. I sped as quickly as I could around and around circling the floors and ramps descending to the bottom. I finally hit the second floor and glanced in my rearview mirror. The headlights were turning onto the ramps behind me. I completely lost it. I darted onto the road and cruised through the intersection quickly. I drove to my apartment about a mile off campus, and the whole drive back, I checked my rearview mirror. No one was behind me the whole drive home. I got out of my car in the parking lot in front of my apartment and quickly ran inside, locking the door behind me. The following night, I had little sleep, and it took several weeks to finally get through an entire night with no nightmares. Well, a few months later, in February of 2020, the local news channels started covering the death of the girl that had occurred a year earlier. On the morning of her one-year anniversary, they shared a photo of her on the news program. I always watch the news when I get ready in the morning, as I like to keep up with current events in my area and get a forecast for the weather. I was in the bathroom listening to my bedroom television as the segment on her began. I was putting makeup on when the news reporter spoke her name out loud. I won't repeat her name just to protect her identity and I don't want to draw attention where it isn't wanted. 
I got a chill down my spine when her name was said on TV. I dropped everything I was doing and went to sit on the edge of the bed to watch the story. Seconds later, a photo of her popped onto the screen and I went ice cold. It was the same girl I had seen in October. The same girl I had seen in my office with a mangled face and body. She had on the same outfit, except it wasn't torn. Her shirt was also pure white, not red. I felt the blood drain from my face as I realized what I had seen a few months prior. According to the news reporter, the girl had been hit by a teenage driver that was on her way to high school. The teen had been texting and driving at the same time. She hadn't realized that she had hit someone and dragged the victim about 10 feet before she came to a stop. The girl was not killed instantly, but instead lived for two days. She was in a coma before she died and never woke up. I haven't seen her since, but I still refuse to stay in my office after dark alone. I don't know why she chose me or what she wanted from me. I don't know if she simply wanted help or a friend or if she wanted to harm me or scare me. Maybe I'll never know. I sure hope I don't see her again, but I hope she's found peace wherever she is. And that is the story of the college campus ghost. That was terrifying. Sorry. Punchy (laughs) with sass. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you could see me or if you were reading the story on the same screen. Oh, the whole time I'm like biting my nails, hands over my face. Like, Like, that is a fucking vivid ass story. People are asking for like news articles on on the actual, like she's given a street name, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of Garland avenues yeah, in the United but States, still. but we'll see. Jeez um, Louise, that was terrifying. This. Yeah. Um, when you were talking, when you were telling the part where she was like, please stay with me, blah, blah, blah. It just reminded me of a funny story from, <laughs> from one of our mutual friends, Erin. She was at really? the halloween haunt at canada's wonderland one year Mm. and she was in one of the haunted houses and there was a little girl crying like and she was like had like her head in her hands crying and she was like i can't find my mom i can't and like she's scared in a haunted house can't find her mom so aaron bends down and she's like it's okay you can come with us we'll get you to your mom and then the girl like lifts (gasps) her head she's part of the show she lifts her head and she's like I would punch her in the face. Like that's what my gut reaction would have been is to punch 150%. Oh my God. Anyway, um, that's what that reminded me of that part. And I was like, oh, that's I gotta remember really it. Really fucking funny. Tell her that. So um, okay, so mine was um basically like a submission from our friend Taylor, who um is one of our Patreons, and uh she had listened to the Reddit episode. And she uh, had suggested that we read this one. So I uh, decided that I would do that. Okay. So this one is called Experience Using Sleep as Android App. And it was submitted by Red Wants Blue 80. Um, so they wrote on Reddit, I use an app called Sleep as Android to improve my sleep. 
One of the features is that it records your nighttime noises, snoring, sleep talk, cover ruffles, coughing, etc. I've been using the app since October 1st of 2013. I've never caught anything other than sounds created by me changing positions or coughing or something like that, although I've been told several times I talk in my sleep by other people. On December 30th at 2.04 a.m., I caught something very weird. To set this up, this night I was sleeping in my bed. My three-year-old was with me that night because he's scared of the dark. It was just the two of us in the whole house. The next night, I decided to go through and delete my recordings and saw this particular recording. In it, you can hear some clicks that start to get louder over the course of the recording. Eventually, you can hear me say, what are you doing? And immediately after, there is a deep voice that says, nothing. The click becomes very loud at that point, and at the very end of the recording, you hear the same voice say, that's them. I'm pretty creeped out by this. I don't remember being awake that night. The only plausible explanation is that I answered my own sleep talking, but the voice doesn't sound like me or something that I could emulate. It definitely doesn't sound like a voice that my preschooler could emulate either. I have no idea what the clicks could be. I keep a fan going at night for white noise, but the clicks sound like they're coming from right near my phone, which is placed right by me on the bedside table. I want to say that I've picked up the clicks a few times on recordings before, but deleted them thinking it was nothing. This is the first time I've ever heard anything, though. Uh, And they ended up like putting the sleep graph from that night up on their Reddit post. um, So to just show what type of sleep she was in when this occurred, uh, the date and time of the recording. And so the post was linked to uh, the Reddit thread that's just called Creepy. And there's an update for people who are wondering how this turned out. I've caught no more voice recording since then. Also, as suggested by several people, I've beefed up my home security, changed locks, that kind of thing. This happened four months ago. Since then, I have had no more weird voice recordings, but there were one or two more instances of the clicking noise waking me up at night. During one of the times it woke me up, I sat up and tried to hear where the sound was coming from, even though I was pretty scared. The sound seemed to be coming from the area of my fan about 12 feet away from my bed, but the closer I got to the fan, it started to fade away. When I got to the fan, it wasn't coming from my fan at all, and it had stopped. Very weird. Also, I took someone else's advice and walked through my house shortly after the final clicking and asked that whatever it was to please leave my house and that my son and I were scared. I felt like <laughs> I felt like a complete ding-dong doing that, but I was up for trying about anything. I'd say nothing weird has happened for about three months now. I'm completely fine with that. This experience really messed with me for a while. And she uploaded the voice recordings onto the Reddit thread. If you guys want to listen to them, you can find it in that thread. So then another user was kind enough to offer his analysis on the two voices in the recording. This is specifically to address the Redditors who think that both voices could have been mine. I sent him several recordings of my voice and my son's voice in the same environment. 
And basically they told her that it was definitely two distinct voices, two different people for sure. So that's her creepy Reddit story of her catching somebody talking to her and fucking with her phone (laughs) during the middle of the night. Nice. Yeah. And that was it. That's scary as fuck. And (laughs) I would hate that. (laughs) To hear a voice recording that you recorded in the middle of the night of somebody going, nothing, that's them. That'd be terrifying. I'd move. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm surprised she didn't suggest that she was going to do that. Like, in all honesty. I mean, I, I don't know. Like if it, if that's what she really felt happened, like, I don't know, fuck, Mm -hmm. or at least suggest that you're going to get someone in your house to like cleanse it or something. I'm thinking government experiment or aliens or both. Oh, these are my suggestions. (laughs) Like, sure. You can run, but you can't hide. They're going to get you. That's true. Fair enough. (laughs) Those are my guesses. (laughs) And that's it. All right. Well, uh, um, any spooky dreams that you had lately? No, no spooky dreams. Um, I had a dream that I had a dream that I was back in college and Steven and I, I was moving away for something and we decided to split up and I woke up crying. (laughs) Oh my Lord. I woke yeah. up crying and like the whole day I was sad and because I'm hormonal, I would randomly cry that day. And Stephen oh. was like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think you guys are past that a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> I mean, I told you about my spooky dream last night, but it wasn't really that spooky. It was more just like hilarious. Um, I, when I... Apparently, I like to be a uh, an investigative spy. I really should undercover. be I think. an undercover spy. Mm-hmm. Is what I an alias, a Jennifer Gardner, an alias spy. Yes, um, yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> but I will say that I just watched the uh, the gin, and mm-hmm. it was it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I had did not know what a gin was. Prior to this, I mean, mm-hmm. I knew what a gin was. I just didn't know they were called gins. Can you refresh um, my memory on what they are again? Is it like like the girl from the ring? Like, is that no, essentially no, no? They okay, tell me. Full, they were like literally the genie from Aladdin, but like oh right, scarier. Right, um, you mentioned, but that. they're not okay. necessarily good or bad. It really depends on. There's multiple types of gins, apparently, and they all kind of serve different purposes. And Hmm. it depends on kind of who or what or in what situation they're activated, I think, that Mm -hmm. they kind of are summoned. And they just, in this instance, obviously, it was a horror film. So they were, like, Mm -hmm. terrifying. Um, But they don't necessarily have to be bad. So. like giving your soul to the devil type scenario where it's like, I'll make this wish in my life and I will sacrifice something so that I can get this thing. So obviously bad things happen when you do that. Right. Yeah, clearly. So that's kind of what the, the gin is. Where did you watch Um, it? Uh, Admir torrented it. So it just came out on May 14th. So a month ago. 
Okay, okay. So it's relatively new, and like it's an it's kind of like an indie horror film, but like it got it. It was good. Like I'm pretty sure. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I feel I like I should to start watch recommendations to horror and spooky paranormal films on you these episodes. I still need to watch The Shining. The <laughs> new one or the old? The actual no, first, the Shining. first Shining. Yes, you do. You do. <laughs> Um, a lot of my inspiration is coming from horror films lately. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Okay. Fine. I'll have to watch it soon. Not, okay. not within the next few days though. Cause Steven works at night the next few nights. So I'm no, not, you've got to have someone home with you. <laughs> You're telling me <laughs> for real. Um, or, you know, just call up Cody Crane. He will, he will protect you. He will protect you. Just going to be DMing him on Instagram the whole time. Yeah, I'm going to tag tag him definitely in this I'm episode. I'm freaking Daragin to steal my shit. Of, I spoke to someone over the weekend who is mm-hmm. a loyal listener. Like, oh. I saw her in person. Wow. And yeah. And she said, no, yeah, a full, she's like, I'm a, she, this is the first time I've met her in person. Oh, that's um, awesome. Okay. She, yeah. And, uh, she's like, she, she comes up and she's like, she's like, oh my God. Hi. She's like, big fan. <laughs> this is the most hilarious fucking thing. Cause she's a friend of, a, she's a, the sister sibling of one of our friends. Oh my so gosh. I don't know her, but her sister recommended her listen to the podcast. Got it. What's so her first name? Kelsey is her first name. Hi, Kelsey. Thank you for Hi, listening Kelsey. to our show. We love you. She she literally, <laughs> so it. I'm like telling her about what's going on with the podcast. She's like, oh, I know. Oh, I know. I listened <laughs> to the episode. I know. And so she was saying, she's like, I fucking loved the episode uh, with the spooked guys. She's like, that that episode was amazing. It was hilarious. It makes me feel like I, first of all, when I'm like in my house alone, it makes me feel not alone when I like listen to episodes like that. So I really do appreciate it. And uh, she's like, I liked the dynamic of like having like the skeptic and then like non-skeptic on the episode. So um, yeah. So yeah, shout out to those guys. And I also mentioned that we might have them back uh, to co-host. I hope so. Yeah. I really do. Like when I have my child and you need co-hosts, I hope that they come and do it with you because that would be, I would, I would be listening at my house, like cackling Waiting for the episode. Yes. (laughs) Like as if I'm a huge fan, which I am. Our podcast is good. (laughs) So I'm also a huge fan of theirs. So, yeah. So, with that said, um, th- w- yes, hopefully putting manifesting that out there. Um, yes. That'll, that, that probably will happen, but just getting some firsthand, you know, some focus group, uh, you know, information. And mm-hmm. uh, that's my idea. Yeah. And I'm I sticking love it. to it. That's the end, I think, of yeah. this Hometown Haunts episode. Thanks for listening, yeah. guys. And if you, have, if you have any scary stories that you would like us to read, you can send them to, you can DM us uh, at Paranormal Pod on Instagram. You can mm-hmm. DM us personally um, at Nicolina Savelli or at Splendora underscore. Or you can email us directly, which most people tend to do. And that's ParanormalPod at gmail.com. And uh, you can also submit them on Patreon if you are a Patreon or if you want to be one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And patrons we'll get read them first. 
Yeah, they get their stories read first. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you like the podcast. Um, Because we love reading the reviews. We've been posting a lot of your reviews on Instagram lately. So hopefully you'll see yours if you write in something nice. (laughs) And I just need you guys to stay spooky. Mm -hmm. Because that's showbiz, baby. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.